You are listening to Coffee with Craig and Kevin on the road in Washington, D.C. at Channel Partners Evolution. Hey everybody, Channel Partners Craig Galbraith here at Channel Partners Evolution for another edition of our podcast, Coffee with Craig and Kevin. Although we're doing a video again, Kevin, how do you feel about that? You doing okay? Uh, I feel okay, but I don't think the people that are going to be watching the video and actually have to see me instead of just hear me are going to be doing okay afterwards. Maybe Charlie, our producer, can do one of those blur things. That's right. Uh, Make me look like Brad Pitt or something, Charlie, please. (laughs) That'd be easy. No problem. (laughs) So Kevin, uh, talk to me. Uh, Day two, what's been your favorite thing today? What, What have you enjoyed? Uh, so far, day two, again, it's just seeing everybody network, uh, seeing them do business, seeing the exhibitors busy, seeing all the talking going on before the keynotes over lunch and, and breakfast. Obviously, breakfast was one of my favorite parts. They had a, a bacon and egg uh, yeah. sandwich on toast and also a sausage, egg and cheese. Yes, sausage, egg and cheese biscuit. So I doubled down. I, I had both of them. Uh, they were both delicious. You enjoyed um, them. And, and the keynotes were great. I mean, what did you think about them? I love the keynotes. I thought they were great today. Uh, we heard from Leo Tadeo, the former uh, FBI security guy. He had some really insightful stuff to say. That's great. Also was really impressed with the panel this morning that uh, dealt with the real-life Amy Acme, if you will, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, coming up, but how Richardson Communications uh, partner is actually helping that business uh, with its uh, product line. So that was pretty cool. That, that was really cool. I, I like that he had a whole avatar from the motion sensors yeah. in there. And his avatar looked like it was skinnier than him, so maybe I can get one of those and feel a little bit better about myself when I'm looking at all my motions and my movements. Well, you know, we were joking that there's that little avatar before the show of the little dancing guy on Skype for Business. You know, you got moves like that, so, oh. you know, maybe we could work that in sometime. I do. I have the moves like a Skyper, no doubt about it. That's for sure. The moves like Jagger, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, tell us a little bit about uh, the little uh, tour that you had this afternoon. I think that would be interesting to talk well, about. Well, we did a first-time exhibitor and sponsor tour, or potential exhibitor and sponsor tour, their first time here at the show. And we ended up getting about 30 folks. We were expecting maybe 10 because uh, people are busy here doing other things and networking. And, and it went really well. They really liked what they saw. They liked our experience areas. They loved the Evolution Theater. They loved the Amy Acme Comp concept, which we're going to talk about later. So it was just a really good time. Had a few cocktails. So uh, I hope I'm making sense on this podcast. That here. always makes it more of a good time. Yeah, the experience areas are great. We've got the IoT Zone, the Mobility City, Cloud Computing Lab. Uh, those have all been a really big hit. I noticed they were packed this afternoon. So uh, a lot of partners are interested in that. Standing room only. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Well, you know, Kevin, we uh, this show we determined is is too big for just us. I don't know if you knew that. So we decided to bring in another guest. Actually, the bosses said we had to bring in a guest because otherwise we'd be too bored. So I uh, hear this guest is like really cool, though. I hear he's like just an all-around awesome guy. I'm looking around. Oh, here he is right in front of us. Michael Bramwell, everyone, CEO of TelecomQuotes.com. Michael, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. And I'm, I'm glad that we're enjoying coffee today. Because this is Australian for coffee, right? Beer? Yeah, maybe okay. we should have changed the name of the podcast. We should have called it today. Beers with Bremer. Today. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking, Michael, about the Amy Acme concept. Uh, you said you're a big fan. Boy, what do you think? I love the Amy Acme concept because it takes it from theoretical to the real world. See, the thing, the problem is most of the time we get the keynoters up there, they're talking about things that people can't really relate to, right? Most of the guys here aren't doing 500,000 location 
deals. Most of their deals look a lot like Amy Acme. Exactly. And so the show went through the speakers and hit everything that Amy needs and what we're all dealing with. And that was the exciting part. I love this morning, especially the security guy, talking about how smaller companies are just as much at risk of getting hacked as larger companies because they're easier to steal. And I believe the quote was, they'll take anything that's not locked down. Nailed down, excuse me. Yeah, so it was more real life for you than uh, yes. some of the other presentations you've heard, absolutely. Just for people who aren't aware, or maybe who weren't at the show, which I'm sure is nobody, because anybody who's anybody is here, right? No, uh, not well, of course. We're here. <laughs> Just, right? Anyway. So we took all of our keynotes at the show this year, and we had a common theme running through them. It was this Amy Acme, which was actually a fake business. It turned out to be a great idea. I'd like to say it was mine, so we will, even though it wasn't. <laughs> Uh, it was uh, the idea of our boss, Art Whitman, actually, um, to, to connect all of our keynotes with this common theme of this startup business, uh, Acme Connected Apparel, which has a connected clothing line, an IoT business run by a millennial, uh, and it, it progressed through and we got to see how she might be able to take on mobility, security, uh, and some of these other things that partners sell, but put it into a real life scenario, like you said. You know, and Michael, we were having a good conversation just a few minutes ago about seeing case studies. And you know, have you seen or heard any of these at the show? Um, you know, anything interesting that caught your eye that somebody's doing in the in technology right now? I think the most interesting thing is that the suppliers are finally catching on that they need to do it paint by numbers. Mm -hmm. A lot of the a lot of us out there have relationships, right? That only God knows all. And it's impossible, even as outlandish and smart as I am, to be an expert in all of these things, right? Yeah. So they're enabling us through things like Amy Acting to go, oh, okay, I get that, right? I love Broadview yesterday mm -hmm. um, when they're talking about a lot of phone systems you still use star codes. Mm -hmm. And I think I tweeted something about this isn't your father's phone system anymore, okay? They're, they're getting that where they're enabling us to say, hey, you know what? We know that there's business out there for you. Here's how you do it. Go and do likewise. Yeah. Well, as we talked about the evolution of uh, the channel, telecom and IT, you were talking about phones. You've been pretty outspoken in the past about what you think about the future of, of the desk phone. The desk phone's dead. If you're a millennial, this is your phone, okay? I have several millennials that work for me. They don't even want to charge these things. I, I don't understand why people even care about the desk phone anymore. Yes, there's a convenience to it, right? But with the phones that are out there now, the apps are so much better. And let's be real. If you're going to make a call, what phone do you, re you reach for? My mobile phone. So exactly. Every time. And let's be real. I would have ruined that if I had said my desk phone. Yeah, right, of course. <laughs> but you wouldn't say it because you're cool. Right. But let's be real, right? Who won the phone war? Apple. Sure. No doubt about it. Sure. And so the thing is that the natural evolution now is I want to work where I'm at because Amy, she's a millennial, maybe she's a mom, right? Mm -hmm. So when she's you know dropping her kid off for dance practices or soccer or whatever, well maybe she can work there on her iPhone and finish a spreadsheet up or send a quote off or just do whatever she needs to do while she's watching her kid do soccer. Because that's the real world today. You know, dad doesn't get home at five anymore. 
mom doesn't have dinner on the table at five. Okay, mom and dad are working, and they're working more hours, and they've got to be more efficient with their time. So that was the beauty with the Amy Acne thing, is it covered all that, okay? How I can grab my data from wherever I'm at via, you know, Microsoft 365, how I can secure it properly with CryptZone, okay? How Broadview can make my system, make me look like a Fortune 500 company for the price that a small business can afford. I mean, these are the things I saw, but I think the coolest thing I saw was SD-WAN. A lot of that here. Yeah. And the reason why is because now I can afford big broadband, tie it together with SD-WAN, and so instead of spending $1,000 per branch location, or even possibly if it's a small business a headquarters, I can put a cable modem in, a fiber link from AT&T or Verizon or Frontier, whoever, and now I've got 500 megs of bandwidth, and my people can work like they're at a Fortune 1000 or Fortune 500 company. That's important. For sure, and I really like when you brought up, uh, you know, mom and dad are, are working late, they need to have something that's that's easy for them to get to and use and still have some family time. And when Verizon referred to hashtag CYOJ, create your own job. Um, and of course, they're talking about doing that for their partners. But you know, we're really doing that for all our customers, is the bottom line. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make them mobile. We're trying to, we're trying to educate them on how to do things easier, how to make their jobs easier in the long run. That's what this digital technology is all about. Unless I'm just completely wrong here. No, I think that's well, why we're here. <laughs> Millennials don't look like us, okay? Yeah. They don't look like our fathers. Mm -hmm. Millennials don't want to go to a factory or an office every day wearing the IBM suit, right? They want to work where they're at, when they're at, create their own reality, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. And so by using mobility and using the cloud out there, which they were literally, we all talk about born in the cloud, right? But millennials really were. Yeah. Right? They've never, I mean, they've known life a little bit before the internet, but since they were able to actually use a computer, and maybe they start off AOL or whatever, their life has been around the internet. So now they expect that. Michael, I want to thank you for being here. We've replaced you with a millennial. <laughs> That's probably coming soon enough. <laughs> Tell us, uh, you know, you've been a friend of Channel Partners for a long time. Tell us some of the stuff you've been doing uh, here at the show. I know you've been in a panel or two. What, what have you been doing? So I got to do a panel yesterday on Partnering Smart, and it really hit home with me because a former partner we did a lot of business with, uh, when we never had a formal contract agreement, they stopped paying us, even though we're paying them because it's unethical, in my opinion, to do that, right? We had informally agreed to as long as revenues come in, you get paid, okay? So I get to sit there yesterday and give that perspective as an agent of look, you need to formalize this and you need to clearly document your expectations of that relationship. Today I did a, another panel I moderated about WebRTC. Candidly, I didn't really know a lot about WebRTC before they asked me to do it, but then I realized I've been using it all the time. And it's basically, if I want to do a video conference, I don't have to download something and violate my company's IT security policy. I can click, I'm conferenced. Okay? Um, I told a story uh, about a friend of mine that her Uber driver was hitting on her and making her very uncomfortable. She's on the phone with her husband and the Uber driver's still hitting on her. Well, the cool thing is WebRTC is the Uber driver did not actually get her phone number. He got a fake phone number. Wow. So he won't be able to call her back. And thankfully that 
ended, it was just an uncomfortable situation. But these are things coming down the pike. I think the biggest change that I saw today with WebRTC is that when you use that, we can connect directly without a phone company. That's interesting. That is interesting. For sure. Phone sure. companies might not be so excited about that. They'll adapt. Yeah. You know, another thing, another use case I saw for it was, have you ever been on a website, you're trying to figure something out, you're frustrated, right? And we're all guys, so we don't ask for help. And by the time we ask for help, we're ticked, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they can use WebRTC to see what you've done and go, oh, here's the solution. Instead of you having to explain, the, you know, wait on hold for 20 minutes, explain the problem all over again. Oh no, here, just click this. Yeah. Wow. It's huge. So why are so many partners when we talk about all this new technology? I'm glad they don't all jump right on the bandwagon or we might not have as much to talk about, but why is there such a delay sometimes? Is there just human nature before they really adapt to these things? So uh, there was a study done in 1860 about New York City. And the study said that in 100 years, New York City would, not, would cease to exist because the sheer amount of, of horse manure would overwhelm them. Okay, with population growth and else, right? Cars came out. When cars first came out, they were terrible, right? Took them, what, 20 years for the car to really be adopted? Interestingly enough, and I'll get to your, I'm gonna answer your question one second here, okay? Hey, I love the metaphor. Keep Interestingly going. enough, Mercedes commissioned a, state, a study in 1905 about how many cars the world would need in 2005. And the number came back, 1.5 million. Wow. Here's where they made the mistake in the data. They only looked at people that had chauffeurs. And by the way, their numbers were almost dead on. About 1.5 million people today regularly chauffeur. They never thought that people would want to drive themselves. To answer your question, change takes effort. It can be painful. And the problem is, today, you've got a lot of agents out that are scared. They've realized they're the best buggy whip maker in town. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. And so that's why none of them want to do it. They want to sell a price and get paid, baby, every month, right? Mm -hmm. Who wants to kill a cash cow? What happened when you open up the golden goose, right? Yeah. Okay. But the problem is the market is pulling you towards that, and you don't have a choice anymore. So it's literally change your diet, publish or perish, whatever you want to say. Kevin, that reminds me you need to call your chauffeur. You're going to need a ride out tonight, and I want to go with you. <laughs> Michael, thanks for being with us. Uh, Thank you. You've uh, been a joy. I was thinking we we're going to have to uh, remember the old CP zone that we yes. used to do here at the show where we said it was an uncensored blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was thinking we might have to give that warning, but uh, you're taking it easy on uh, Charlie here so that he doesn't have to go back and uh, cut out parts of this thing. It'll be easy. Are you thinking I would use words that would not be appropriate for well, a podcast you know, like I, this? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm only halfway through my beer. Coffee. Sorry. Coffee. Yes, thanks. <laughs> Video better not see the light of day. But anyway, Michael, thanks. Uh, Kevin, Thank any last thoughts about the show? There's uh, winding down tonight. going to be the expo hall open on uh, Wednesday morning for a little bit. For uh, the Continental Breakfast. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely come back down on Wednesday. It's a great time to really talk to the exhibitors because Wednesday morning after all the parties and everything, if you get here right at 10, it's going to be a little slower than it is today. And it, it is super busy today. It'll still be busy. 
but it's a good time to really have some deeper dive conversations with our exhibitors and our sponsors. So definitely, if you're here, you're listening to this, come down tomorrow morning. Come meet Craig and I. Come say hello. We'd love to hear what you have to say about the show. Absolutely. Good times. All right, thanks for joining us on this Coffee with, or Can I do a mic drop? With Can I do Craig a mic drop, Craig? Right here, we're on video. I've always wanted our, to do one. Our last podcast. I, I, it's, atta- it's attached to me, so I just have to kind of fall over. <laughs> that was hideous. That was ugly. Ugly, my friend. Thanks, everybody. Catch Thank you next you. time. You've been listening to Coffee with Craig and Kevin on the road in Washington, D.C. at Channel Partners Evolution.